Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Universe podcast. It's channeled conversations on deep subjects that enhance our experience of life. I'm your host, Becca Grabinski. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everybody. Today I have Libby Weibel. She is an amazing acupuncturist located in central Minnesota. Welcome, Libby. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm super excited. So Libby is somebody that's near and dear to my heart. I would say she's probably the number one healer that I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm going to tell you guys why. (laughs) (laughs) This lady is magic. Okay. I'm going to call it magic if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So I was, I walked into this amazing event and I happened to be in full body pain and intuitively I just was drawn to her and I ended up having my very first acupuncture appointment, knew nothing about it. I knew that it was just like some needles put in your body, releases energy. I read a little synopsis, a paragraph about what she did. And I was like, my whole body was like a hell yes. Like I need to do this. And so, um, started the service with her and I literally like could feel my body feeling better you know, in a, in a moment, like within moments of you working on me. And it was probably one of the most profound experiences in my life because you asked me a really cool questions. I mean, it's like you, you, you what did you say to me? You said, um, what, something happened, something traumatic happened to you in December. And I couldn't recall and I couldn't recall and I couldn't recall. And you were like, yep, something happened to you in December. I'm thinking to myself, nothing happened to me. And I was really focused there. And you said, well, who are you connected to? And obviously my kids, right? I'm with them. You know, it feels like 24 seven, right? They're kind of like my my left arm and right arm and left leg. (laughs) And I said, yeah. And you're like, well, has anything happened to them? And Brady at the time, I want to say was six and, or maybe he was seven and he was out playing. We live on a lake um, and he was out playing on the ice and he had fallen but he had his hands in his pocket. And so he caught the ice in his chin and completely cut open. And so this is my first experience of my entire life with having blood and stuff hanging out of, right? Like, so. Especially for a child. Yes. And I guess I didn't even think that it was trauma. I remember him coming in and like, I was probably numb the entire time that this had happened you know, ended up bringing him in with two little girls tagging along with me. Like they're kind of scared and freaked out and whatever. I've got blood all over the place and then he's got to get stitches. So I'm watching this needle go into my child. And like, I never registered it as trauma, which I think is um, interesting that trauma can come in so many different forms, right? Like it didn't happen Mm -hmm. to me. It's just like a kid gets hurt. You just do what you need to do. And so when you said that, I was like, whoa, yeah. Like, okay, I'm like, I'm following you. And that was, you know, that was when my pain actually started. So for months I was like in this full body pain, going to massage, you know, going to the chiropractor, I was rolling, I was, you know, doing everything that I could possibly think of with no avail. So to be able to walk in in full body pain that I've had for forever and walk up with zero and that it never came back is mind expanding. And I would like to add that mind expanding happens all the time. And sometimes people leave with no pain and it never comes back. And some people do have 
<laughs> not quite a total miraculous throw down the crutches healing alleluia moment in that we do need to work with things for a little bit longer. Sure. So I do like to just qualify that. And I've also seen those magical healings connections made in more cases than just yours. Um, but I love that story. I love that it shifted. Mm -hmm. I love that it went away. I love that it didn't come back. Um, so I also really love when you tell that story. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's really, it's profound. And I think that like, you do, like you don't know what acupuncture really is and or what it can do for your body i think until you experience it for yourself because we all come with different backgrounds and different you know things that happened into our life and the way that we perceive them right and so i mean you're right everybody's different but i just think it's one of the most amazing events of my life for sure amazing mm -hmm. and then we got to meet each other and yeah. stay in touch and continue to work together and do a podcast so that's that's the beautiful part for me too, is when those profound connections happen. Um, and then that, um, that friendship and that connection is made and then to see what comes from it is also exciting. Yeah, it's incredible. So do you want to tell the listeners kind of about that experience and what you did specifically to help them kind of understand um, or I, and I guess where do you want to take it from here as far as enlightening them on on this whole process and what this is and how miraculous it is for, for the body, why it's necessary. I think it's necessary. That's my opinion. <laughs> well, I share that, but I'm biased. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I make a joke that if everybody got acupuncture every day, we'd have world peace. And it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not a joke because I also believe that everybody needs acupuncture all the time. Um, we are electrical beings. We have electricity and energy that runs through our bodies and acupuncture is phenomenal at modulating and regulating and um, breathing life into that energetic system when it gets a little bit stuck or twisted. Um, I like to talk about it a lot like the highway systems where if we could have this beautiful highway system where every two seconds a car got released on the highway and it stood in you know, proper equidistant from the car in front of it and behind it and there was no construction and no accidents and, and we could just keep that perfectly flowing highway system, our experience would be so much different than it is on a day-to-day -day basis with potholes and accidents and construction and rerouting. So it's, uh, I do believe that everybody does need acupuncture to keep that energetic system flowing. Um, I also think living in 2020 with all that we're up against in the world emotionally and also physically, we do have a lot more pollution and toxins and chemicals and things we're going against. So, you know, if we could rewind and um, not be up against all the things of 2020, we wouldn't need to regulate our energy systems quite so intensely. Um, but especially living in this day and age, I do think it is... Um, it's necessary to remember that first and foremost, our bodies are energetic. Mm -hmm. um, and then I will just add as a little caveat, because you did ask what I did that day. And um, it, my mentor always says that any acupuncture is better than no acupuncture. So I just want to make a very clear intention that uh, as I describe what I do differently, I really want to keep it in the spirit of different and not better um, because any acupuncture is better than no acupuncture. But I say that the actual modality of putting the needles in is like chicken and rice. It makes a great meal. 
Um, but sometimes you need to add a little Cajun seasoning or a little hot sauce, or you know, you need to do a little bit more to enhance the quality of that meal. And so what I do differently than most acupuncturists is I was taught how to um, really analyze the pulse on a multifaceted level and get down a lot deeper into the pulse than we were taught in school. So in school, it was this very like too much, too little, too hot, too cold. None of us had a good grasp on it. And so a lot of acupuncturists, I don't think use the pulse, but my mentor who has been the biggest blessing in my life, I met her and I had that aha moment that you had, um, when you can really complexly use the pulse, not only for information, but then for biofeedback, that's when you can ask those really cool questions. Like how many people can say, what trauma happened to you in December? Right. And, and that's really that hot sauce. That's really that special seasoning that I bring in, plus intuition. I'm very intuitive. And so some stuff comes from the pulse and some stuff does come from, um, you know, a little bit of intuition. Uh, but when you can feel that entire highway system through the pulse, and then I put in a needle and then I get feedback, did that off-wrap that was blocked open? Did that highway that was stuck start to move? I get that immediate feedback in your pulse. So that's what I do differently. Um, and I think that's why I do have a lot of fun, magical success stories and people tend to heal pretty quickly. Um, if, yeah, enhanced and different, but once again, mm -hmm. any acupuncture, regulating that energetic system is so, I think, important. I totally agree. Well, and it's almost like nowadays it's the, it's like brushing your teeth or shaving your legs. It's just something that you do. It's not something you think about. It's not an extra bonus. It's if you want to be here and you want to feel amazing. Right. And I think that's vibrant living. It's, it's, it's necessary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and there's this, um, I have to laugh sometimes because, um, I very distinctly remember when an older gentleman one time told me um, that energy was woo-woo. And I was like, oh, that's because you think energy and electricity are two different things, mm -hmm. right? And when I can help, I, um, I usually, it's hard to show over a podcast, but I have this little magic energy ball that I like to show people where uh, there's, there's a battery inside and by using your fingers, you can make the ball light up and energy is this woo woo mystical thing. And yet it's also electricity. And we understand that the body is made of water. We understand that the body is made of electricity. And I think, I think that's why more people don't get acupuncture is they don't understand that you're regulating one of the most important aspects of your body. When you take your car into the mechanic, you're not only looking at the, I don't know anything about cars, so this analogy is going to fall flat, but you're not just <laughs> looking at the things that regulate the fuel. You're also looking at the spark plugs, right? And so it's the same thing in the body. If people understood that energy and electricity, albeit had a lot of nuances to it was the same thing. I think more people would get acupuncture and understand the importance of it. Absolutely. I so just I made a car analogy. That's like pretty exciting. <laughs> I love how you said you might fall flat because every time that I have, it's like everybody looks at me like, Becca, you're the girl that ran the oil out of your car. So like, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't care. <laughs> right. You're right. I don't even know. Um, so I want to share my last experience with you because I wasn't in pain. 
And I think that this is really important for people just because you're not in pain doesn't mean you don't need it. Um, I was in a very emotional state. I was very stuck. I was kind of in that, I would say maybe spiritual attitude, arms crossed, not willing to look at this, not willing to go there. Um, And you took me through a process of really pushing me into the student mode, right? Because sometimes we can get into like, well, this is just what I know. And, and you challenged me and it was amazing. Like, I love that. I and, love to hear that it was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we released a lot of stuff that I, I don't know. I mean, with all the modalities and all the things that I know about, you know, spirituality and energy and all the different things that I do, I don't believe I could have done it on my own or I don't know how I could have done it in the way that you did. I mean, like it was massive and it was quick and it shifted. And I mean, I felt like different popping in my body and like, I felt like I felt the flow. I, I mean, I was numb, right? I think I came to mm-hmm. and I was fully numb. And, and I think here's the thing, when something in your life is happening and you numb yourself to it because it doesn't feel good and you don't know what to do with it, you numb yourself in all areas. Yes. And so that's where I was. And so I was like, oh, here you go, Libby. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my friends, even though I tell her not to, she calls me the big guns because Uh she's like, oh, time to pull out the big guns. Got to call Libby. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Well, I think, um, so when I was, when I was super young, I had this connection to something bigger than me. And that wasn't supported by my family. My family is amazing, but in their um, religious aspect of Catholicism, um, the spirituality, the intuition, like that stuff just wasn't there. So I spent so much of my life with all that shut down. I spent so much of my life being unhealthy and unhappy that when I kind of had this breakthrough, which would be a whole subject for another podcast. And then I started practicing. It's like everything came flooding back to me, everything that I've always known. And I had my own aha moment of body, mind, soul. I had this connection of there is the physical, there is the mind, there is the spiritual. And all of it matters and all of it impacts everything. And I would say the only difference between me being an acupuncturist 10 years ago and today is that I've given myself freedom and permission to use all three of those modalities, body, mind, soul. I've understood that sometimes physical pain will only go away if we tap into the emotional and vice versa. So I really, especially in the last couple of years, have um, tuned into other areas of my gifts with intuition and with energy medicine. Um, And I just really kind of enter a treatment with um, not holding back, maybe just understanding that people need healing and it's going to come from a lot of different ways and in sometimes in one treatment and sometimes it's very black and white, you know, your wrist hurts, it's coming from pain, we can keep it simple, but other times we really have to look at things from a multifaceted level. So um, I think that day I just felt really in tuned, um, attuned to your emotions. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we just kind of, we just kind of dove in and went for it. And uh, to hear you say you felt the flow and feel the shift, that's like compliments to the chef, right? That's what I'm always <laughs> helping people find. And then I also want to teach people like I'm blocked. I can tell that I'm blocked. I love when people call me up and they're like, I need acupuncture. I'm blocked. Like, how can I 
how can I help people understand what that feels like and that there's a way out of that? I love that. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest as far as like, okay, you're going to acupuncture. What can you do in your daily practice? Like once the flow is flowing, how do you keep that? I mean, obviously regular acupuncture, but like in the daily habits, is there something specific that you do personally that works really well for you? Well, I read a study, I'm a science girl, and I read a study that all healing happens in the parasympathetic state. So when we're in fight or flight, that sympathetic state, um, then our body just kind of has to keep up. But when we can drop down into that parasympathetic state, then that's where we heal. And there's research that meditation brings us into our parasympathetic state. So I'm a big take the time to meditate, take the time to quiet your mind. I am not personally somebody who can sit in front of a candle and think about nothing for 10 minutes. That is just not how my brain works. I am a single mom and I have a lot on my mind. So I do guided meditations, whether they're five minutes, whether they're 30 minutes, I think carving out that time to feel your body drop down into that parasympathetic state. Maybe for some people it's an Epsom salt bath. Um, I will also say I can sometimes feel myself drop down into that when I'm walking the dog through the woods. If I go on a hike, I think movement for a lot of people, whether it's a yoga practice or, or walking, um, a spin class, I think any way that you can allow um, your mind to quiet and your body to um, either be quiet or move. Um, I just hate to say that meditation is the same for everybody. I think that's why a lot of people don't do more meditation because they do think it's, I can't think of anything while I watch a candle. And um, I love that some people can do that. I'm, I'm admirable of that, but um, definitely meditation and that, that mind quieting practice. And again, every single day, especially in this culture, um, where we have so much going on out in the world. Mm, I love that. One thing that I actually do with my kids, because I mean, let's be real, they're young and they're not like necessarily good at meditating is there's a yoga pose that I found that works to get them in that state. And it's with the legs up the wall. Yes. And so we'll kind of be in the middle of something and one of the kids will kind of lose their mind and I'll be like, Hey, maybe you want to run to your room and put your legs up the wall for a little bit. And then they just go to their room, put their legs up the wall. And sometimes I'll even join them. Well, I mean, like I do my best, but like sometimes I'll join and I'll be like, maybe we need to go together. You know, maybe you're feeling me. And it's like, now if I could just get the dog to figure out how to put it right. up the wall. <laughs> but dogs do downward dog and it's so fun to watch them. Like who knew it was named after downward yeah. dog was named after downward dog. Um, and here's another way to think about that. So if our acupuncture channels run head to toe and that highway system is congested and you do legs up the wall, you are literally turning that highway system on its head and flushing it out. So, I mean, not only is that applicable to yoga, which also is a great way to manage your energy. Acupuncture, of course, is not the only way. Um, In my opinion, it's just the most direct and impactful way. Um, But so many things to, to get right to the point, pun fully intended, is what acupuncture does. But yeah, when you do legs up the wall, you're, you're literally moving your highway system. Um, So brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. That's a great that's a great viewpoint. I never thought of that. And I am also like you, like to sit still is really hard. I started doing like, I'll go to the gym at five in the morning, do my workout. And then I'll sit in the sauna and I put an eight minute 
guided grounding energy clearing meditation on. And for the first four minutes, I bet the people that are in there with me are probably just like, this is hilarious. I'm fidgety. I'm like itching my nose. I'm like, there's no, but the last four minutes, she's finally calm. And it'll be the same thing with like yoga. Like the first 15 minutes, I'm like, get me out of here. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, wow, I feel great. But I have to like really be intentional about letting go. I don't want to, like I, I grip the yeah. crazy for some reason. And that's just, I've always been that way. So it's in, super intentional of sitting in that uncomfortable, I don't know what you call it, sensation of resistance and just like being there until it goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell a lot of my clients that um, if you've got a freight train going 65 miles an hour to the east, right? Or 110, mm-hmm. who knows how fast, why am I using these analogies of things I don't know about? But I love um, it. <laughs> it, some people like Becca can be going 65 miles an hour one way in total body pain. And within a matter of, you know, a half hour can flip a switch and be going 65 miles an hour east um, with pain free, right? And that mm-hmm. does happen. We can flip that switch. Humans are capable of that. But in a lot of cases, what we need to do is first, we need to slow the train down 30 miles, 20 miles, 10 miles. We need to come into neutral and then we start to, we need to start to gain momentum going the other direction, right? So now we're heading east. So now it's 10 miles, 20 and 30. And so I think that's completely and totally normal to feel your body take that time to drop down because you're just slowing yourself down. And on a day-to-day basis without the help of acupuncture, Um, That is one thing that's really cool is people will all of a sudden be like, I hear you talking, but I can't keep my eyes open. Like we kind of force that system into that parasympathetic state a lot quicker. But when you're doing it with meditation, that's what you're feeling with all that fidgeting is you're just feeling your body slow down and then you're feeling yourself come into neutral. And then after you're done and you are able to leave that sauna and be in a different space and place, well, now you're heading a different direction. So uh, that's, that's beautiful. And that's, I think exactly how it's supposed to work. That's powerful. I like that. Yeah. Unless you're one of those, you know, Buddhist monks who can just stare <laughs> at a candle, which is so cool. And right. maybe my next time around, I'm going to master that. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting because like, um, what was it? Two years ago, I we went to Bali and we're going again in a couple months and there, like, you can just feel that inner calmness that you get after a meditation every single human over there that lives over there is like walking around with this like crazy, amazing peace in their heart, right? Just, Mm -hmm. they're just floating, like nothing affects them. They're just so grateful. Like they have nothing compared to us, right? They eat rice one time a day. You know, they have cement floor. I mean, like, it's just so, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And so really, you know, everybody will be like, well, gosh, why are they so peaceful? Well, they meditate every single day. And you know, you find as, as you start your practice, right, it kind of builds, like you get yeah. better at it and it's easier to hit that sweet spot. And then you quit. It's just like working out, right? Your muscles Absolutely. aren't going to stay there if you're not going to do it consistently. Well, and the other thing that I've been on just a tangent, a tirade. No, that's not the right word that I've been very passionate about lately is, um, I believe that we're supposed to learn certain things at certain times that are going to enhance our work. And so what the universe is trying to teach me right now in this very big, bold, profound way is about seasons. Mm. We are in the middle of January, actually the end of January here in Minnesota. 
And this season is tough. This season is challenging. Like our bodies want to put on a little fat and they want us to eat soup and they want us to kind of be in that quiet place. Um, There's some really great books that talk about seasonality, but acupuncture is all based on earth elements, right? So seasons matter. And I think in this day and age, the, the vision that's harsh that was given to me was like, not only are we the horses being whipped, pulling the cart, but we're also the ones doing the whipping. It's just driving ourselves forward and forward and forward without compassion and without the understanding that like there's a time to work and there's a time to rest and there's a time to heal. And all, all of nature just does this beautiful cyclical work. You never yell at your flowers for not blooming soon enough, right? You don't mm-hmm. yell at the trees for dropping their leaves and, and you don't yell at the bears for hibernating. But yet sometimes we're so critical and harsh on ourselves in this, in this seasonality. So there are some seasons where we have more heat in our systems, like in the summer, if it's a really hot day, and especially um, in um, Chinese medicine, we talk about too much heat, yoga practices talk about too much, you know, uh, pitta energy. And if we're too hot, it's going to be harder to calm our bodies. And guess what? That's okay. Because we still did it. And we did it to the best that we could do it that day. Um, Motivation is really hard in Minnesota winters because we're supposed to kind of be in that um, hibernation mode. And so if you fall asleep during your meditation or you fall asleep on the couch or you, you need a nap, it's okay. Like instead of trying to drive ourselves out of those seasons, like especially as women, if we could be kind to ourselves and embrace those seasons and recognize that our cycle is a cycle and the moon is a cycle and seasons are a cycle and understanding that there's going to be some times of year you're going to need more acupuncture and sometimes you're going to need less and sometimes you're going to be more compelled to certain things and all of that's okay. Um, I just think that that idea of the divine feminine, the flow, the cycles, the seasons, it, it, it's so important. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up on their, their um, energetic practices is, well, this doesn't feel the way it did two months ago. Well, of course it didn't. So how can we embrace that rather than self-judge it? I love this. Because <laughs> I am... I am the driver. Like, it's like, I don't care what season it is. We just go, right? But you're totally right. And I actually, my lesson the last, I don't know, maybe six months now has been embracing the feminine and I fight it because I'm like, mm. I don't, I don't want to, I am fire. Like, let's just go. But I still have, like, I still take a nap every day or I sit down and I already fall asleep. I can't stop it. Um, but you're right. I mean, and it's just amazing when you can stay in that flow you actually accomplish more. You actually attract more. You like you actually get more of what you want than that masculine driver mode anyway. But mm-hmm. it's it's trusting yourself. And so, in my feminist views, I don't want um, male or female to be less or more. I'm just all about equality, right? So when For I sure. say this next statement, it's out of fact and not out of judgment, but all healing energy is divine feminine energy. For it's sure. just how it was outlawed in the laws of the, or outlined in the laws of the universe. Um, and we need the balance of sacred feminine and sacred masculine 
energy. It's so critically important, but that healing is divine feminine. And so finding a space and a place for that every single day, you ask what else you can do to keep the benefits of acupuncture going, just acknowledging that, um, that divine feminine, acknowledging that caretaker side, self-love, self-care practices. I have my favorite cup of coffee and there's something about holding that cup of coffee for that one moment with that one breath. That's divine feminine, that's healing energy and um, all those little ways that you can create those moments. And then we also need that sacred masculine. We need to get things done. We need to pay the bills. So finding that balance. And, and I think the big thing is instead of shocking your system into one, just finding that flow of one day I might be a little slower and the next day I might get 16 things done. Um, I took two carfuls of things to Goodwill yesterday because I was so sick of <laughs> the clutter and I did a little office makeover and I just had some energy I needed to get rid of. Well, now today I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast and work on a couple of people and then take a nap. So it's that balance of understanding mm. that um, we would never drive our cars to the ground, but we can drive ourselves to the ground if we're not careful. For so, sure. Balance, balance, balance. Mm, that's so beautiful. Okay. So next question that came to me was, um, can you explain to our listeners the, like people that come to you that get the regular acupuncture, like consistently, what are you noticing in them versus those of your clients that come just kind of an as needed what kind of benefits can you really get from the consistent? And, and I mean, this may not be an answer that you want to give, but like how often is it weekly? Is it twice a week? I know everybody's different. Is it monthly? What does that look like to keep the energy at its optimal vitality? Mm -hmm. No, it's a great question. I, once again, I have to be careful how I frame this. Um, to me, um, a bit of a red flag would be anybody who says we need 10 sessions to evaluate or we have to do this consistently for this. Like th there's just no individualization in that. Um, right. So it is very different for every single person. Um, I think if, so how I explain it to an initial client is acupuncture is front end loaded, right? For most people, we need to slow that train down. We need to bring it into neutral and then we need to get that train going east when it's been going west for a long time. So what I do is I help the body recognize patterns, change patterns, remove patterns, um, adopt new patterns. And I can feel and people can feel when that's happening. So we have to front end load it a little bit. So maybe I work with someone once a week for three or four weeks, and then we start to space it out because we want to see if the body can start to hold that pattern. And what I tell people is if you're one week in and your appointment is two weeks out and you can feel your body going backwards, we probably better get you in. But if you're like a week and a half through and your body's holding those patterns, let's try to push you to two weeks. So that's the individualization piece. So from there, it's how long can your body hold on to the ideal patterns because every time as long as your train's still going east you can come in once a month for maintenance but if if you're still stuck in neutral then we might have to do a little bit more and what i tell people is 
the effort for your body and the effort for me to sort of push you from neutral going east, it's a little bit harder. But if we've got the train going two miles an hour, five miles an hour, 10 miles an hour to continue to build upon that is a lot easier. So keeping the momentum going um, is I think the most important part for timing those acupuncture treatments. Now, what does that look like if you have wrist pain and your pain's at a eight out of 10 and we get it down to a two out of 10, if you're at a two or a three, great, but the second it's at a four, we need to move your appointment up. Does that make sense? For and sure. if it's a little bit more esoterical, like I'm very sad and I'm not having a lot of motivation, well, how many days does it take for that to wear off? Um, and, I, and I do think that's a little bit um, hard in our profession because this is money that's not always covered by insurance. Some of us don't take insurance. And so I think some people have a hard time saying you need to come more often, but that's one of my hopes for acupuncturists is they can start to explain, you know, you do need to take care of this energetic system because eventually when that train's moving faster, it's going to maintain itself a little bit more. Um, I think the biggest thing that people who are doing it regularly and timed well tell me is that their highs are not so high and their lows are not so low in the best way possible. Like they're able to maintain balance. It's kind of like you find your perfect route to work and every morning you're able to get there within, you know, a couple minutes variation rather than like, oh my gosh, one day I'm stuck in traffic and one there, one day I'm there 15 minutes early. So I think people find balance and peace and optimism. And then I get a lot of stories about, um, my husband told me it was time to come back in and see you. <laughs> and <laughs> I guess I'm crabby again. Um, and then one really cool story is I always say that babies and um, pets, they, they don't do the placebo effect, right? Sometimes we're like, I think I feel good, but babies and pets, they feel good or they don't. And 100% of the women that I've treated um, while they were pregnant, they all are like, my baby is so chill. My baby knows how to self soothe better than my last child who I didn't have acupuncture with. So there's something about even from such a young age, being able to self-soothe and chill. And you're not just treating mom, you're treating baby. And you're, you're like what you're doing with your kids, you're helping them find that state of legs up the wall. So it becomes a pattern that they can get into a little bit more easier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think uh, the proof is a little bit in the pudding with those, with those babies. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. When it's just incredible to watch, you know, I was just having a conversation with an individual um, about parenting and how like, we're just their guides. Like they know so much more than we even can comprehend. Yes. They're good teachers. Yes, mm -hmm. yes absolutely. And they have little energy systems too. And sometimes our energy systems spark off of each other. I have a teenager who's brilliant and amazing and wonderful, but we are very different. And when we spark, we we spark. <laughs> yeah. So then it's taking us both taking a step back and seeing, okay, how do we both need to come back into balance? Yeah. Wow. So incredible. You know, the amazing things we, we, you know, I guess we have learned that we can give our kids, like it's, it's never, 
I can't, I don't know if you hear it, but it's so many people say to me like, gosh, I wish that I knew what you knew to be able to parent my kids that way. Or, and it's like, you, you know, everything is perfect the way it is, but I feel so blessed, right. To have all these different tools that we can help guide them so much earlier than we were guided maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I work on kids all the time and their energy systems just kick right back into place so much easier Mm. Um, they don't have the years and years of um, created pathways like you think about a a wagon wheel rut right there's a rut and uh, over our years as adults we just unfortunately can keep grooming and grooving those ruts and those patterns and so they just don't have as many years and so if you can help them um, not to form those same ruts or get out of those ruts a little bit quicker than in theory, um, they should shift a little easier. And they do, I watch it all the time. Kids, they don't mm-hmm. need as many needles. I have these baby needles that I call them the baby needles and um, they don't feel them. And it's amazing how, how well kids do on the acupuncture table. Mm, that's incredible. Is there any like age that you go to or is it all ages? All ages. I worked on a six-month-old not that long ago, and uh, it was two needles, and what they were dealing with cleared right up. And I, I let's be honest, the toddlers are the hardest because they just simply can't sit still. <laughs> right. right? It's like, yeah. well, what's this? Let me pull this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're curious and everything goes in their mouth, which, you know, but that's when we can use oils to your... Um, uh, oh my gosh, you're, what was I going to say? What you're brilliant at. And uh, light therapy is incredible for kids. We can use acupressure. So there's still ways that we can stimulate those acupuncture points uh, without using needles. And usually, especially um, if mom's holding toddler, we can, we can do what needs to get done pretty quickly. Mm, I love that. So I want to end with this. And I think this is really valuable. It's like, I want you as the listener listening to all of this incredible information, like you're where you're currently at, like your set point of what you think feels really good is really just where you're at right now. And like, we have the ability to go so much higher and to feel so much Mm -hmm. better in our lives. We just don't know any different. And so I've experienced, especially kind of working in the holistic field, right. For the last nine years is people are like, I had no idea that I could feel this good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but I just feel like try, try all the things like go there, experience it, see how your body reacts, pay attention focus inward, listen to your body to see what it needs, right? Following your own intuition. Um, but what do you have to lose? Absolutely. And, and one thing that I might shift is I'm a very, 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 very adamant believer that we're not learning, we're remembering. Mm. I believe that our soul knows no possibility, knows boundless um, energy knows complete and total health. I, I believe that our soul, I believe that the divine aspect of our soul knows and has experienced it many, many, many times. So we just have to remember, we have to pull back that Wizard of Oz curtain. We need to do what we need to do to plug back into those memories um, of how great it can be. So 
if I had to learn all of those things, that feels a little bit daunting, but remembering, allowing mm. my soul to remember its capacity for brilliance and greatness and how big and far it can go and, and complete and total health. Uh, I, I totally believe that the cells of our body have cellular memory. And so things are going to get held in those cells that we need to clear out. We need to clear out those cobwebs. But I also believe that those cells hold our capacity for greatness. We just need to remember. We need to plug back in. And that's where people like me can be helpful. <clears throat> I do believe we can do so much of this for ourselves. You know, you have a great day journaling and all of a sudden you inspire yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, I just inspired myself. <laughs> this is great. Um, but other times we need people who can um, intuitively maybe see some patterns you can't see, or in my case, feel it in your pulse. I also work with supplements and muscle testing. And sometimes those cells are bogged down by chronic illness and we can help the body remember what it feels like to be healthy. We can help the, the soul and us come back into alignment and remember how powerful we truly are. So I, I'm just all about, and even myself, as I'm having this conversation with you, I'm like, oh, I'm realigning my own energy. Um, I just think it's, it's critically important as community and as women that we remind each other, just like you're doing with all of your great work, um, how much possibility there really is and sometimes remembering feels a little less daunting than learning. Absolutely. I love that. That's exactly, that's so beautiful. You're amazing. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. <laughs> I am just so grateful um, that we can connect and that we can provide the listeners with your, I mean, you guys call Libby. That's all I have to say. Like she'll change your life. <laughs> you are so sweet. And once again, you know, I am in St. Paul and who knows where the people are um, living if they're listening to you. If you're far away, just remember that any acupuncture is better than no acupuncture. So um, go through your community resources, see where is there. I am in St. Paul. I'm happy to help. Um, I get a lot of people who've tried acupuncture and it didn't work. I get a lot of people who've tried everything and nothing's worked. Um, so I'm super happy to help anyone I can, but also, um, you know, don't let distance be a barrier. Anytime your energy gets regulated, it's so important. I love that. That's wonderful. Where is the best way for them to get a hold of you, to reach you, to learn more about you? So my new website should be launching any day. I'm super excited Yay. about that. Right now it's a temporary page, but it is www.acuaculoveminnesota.com. So aculoveMN.com. And from there, they can book an appointment. My email's on there. My phone number's on there. Uh, phone's a little tricky because I'm in with clients all day. Email's probably the best option. And then hopefully that landing page super soon will turn into a new website. Wonderful. So excited to see it. Thank you so much for your time today and all of your amazing knowledge. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could do five more of these. We have so much more to talk about. <laughs> we absolutely could. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope I talked to you super soon and thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you, Libby. Thank you for joining us today in deep conversation and transformation. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more incredible support, go to my website 
at www.beccagrabinski.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram.